Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Hour Heads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox. And joining me is the bestest... Dave, do I really have to do this? Do I really have to read this? Read what? The bestest, greatest king of everything in the whole world, including Hour Heads Abroad, Dave Barnett. And the Hour Head Pride T-Boy, Tom Childs. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, no, no, it's pretty much spot on. Yeah. Yeah? Did I read that right? Yeah, no, no, he nailed it. So that's the intro you want from now on? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Those guys don't even trust me to make tea. <laughs> what, Arrowhead Pride? Yeah. Because well, you could put milk in it. Yeah. <laughs> Puts the milk in first. <laughs> what oh, are no, you no, doing, no, man? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a heathen, Dave. Christ. <laughs> no, no, no. If, um, if, if I see you put milk in first whilst you're making me a brew, yeah, that's going straight down the drain after. Yeah, I know, right? End it there. End it now. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, milk goes in first when making a coffee, though. So. Yes, agreed. Agreed. That's only so you don't like burn it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we know our stuff. Brad didn't yeah. know that. Brad's been right. putting milk in after water in He's coffee a fucking for years. Idiot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Water in then the tea bag. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, talking about like you know like drinks, hot drinks, and breakfasts and things like that. Have you uh, have you boys seen the Magic Mahomes Crunch yet? Oh, is this the, the cereal? cereal that everyone's like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I've got a box. I'm like, great. That's not going to be worth anything people years. are going nuts for it they're going absolutely crazy for it and people are insane though That's they, well, like... well yeah there is that as well but ebay have you noticed ebay at the minute have you just typed in Mahomes magic crunch no no they, i don't want to there's there's tr- there's a guy selling 12 boxes on there for 318 dollars i mean how well, much the, is it to buy one about four dollars or something three so why would anyone buy it on ebay because they're only being sold in something like kansas city or something also, they're limited edition. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But if you live in Kansas City, and I'm assuming it's people only people in Kansas City that are going to want this, you can buy it yeah. in yeah, the stores. You say that, Dave. The person that we are on this podcast with absolutely wants a, a box of that cereal. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but he's an idiot, so it's fine. <laughs> but anyways, this you is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you go 33 years in between drafting a first-round quarterback. And when said first round quarterback well, turns good out one. to be pretty good, <laughs> the whole world and the whole Chiefs Kingdom just goes absolutely mental. <laughs> We're not used to this, are we? We're not used no. to a franchise quarterback, our own. So I can understand why where this Mahomes mania has come from. Well, Mahomes mania is hitting yeah, but over a here as well. Box of cereals. A box of cereal. Like I get the Mahomes hype, but a box of cereal. It's got Mahomes on the front. You're not understanding any of this, uh, Dave. After all, Dave, they're great. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> See, and this is why you're T-boy now. They're yeah, great. I'm yeah. sorry. Tony the Tiger throwing it in there. 
Brad, you don't need to explain the joke to everyone. Everybody <laughs> understands the joke. They didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> of course they did. No, they didn't know. Who doesn't understand the Tony the Tiger joke? Can, actually, can Everybody you get, knows that. Can you get Frosties in America? But I'm sure Tony the Tiger exists regardless. You think he's American? He's, he's got an American accent. Of course he exists in America. Yeah, but he's got like that full American accent, hasn't he? Anyway, we're talking about Tony the Tiger. Where, 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 where we get this? From? Because you boil, <laughs> you ruined my joke, or you felt Sorry. the need to explain a joke that was pretty self-explanatory. Did I yeah, you're it? that you're that person that like when anyone's ever taught, like anyone ever talks in a conversation, you're always well. Actually, I think you'll find. <laughs> Sorry for ruining the joke. I'm really sorry. But, no yeah. worries. Yeah. You're ruining the podcast now. <laughs> I am ruining the podcast because we've talked about four minutes is, about is it, His ego is a bit inflated at the minute. Is it because of this? Is it because of this, um, is it because of this clip earlier today? Bring up the Chiefs wide receivers and their 40 times. Guys, I think it's the fastest in history. Chiefs fans on Twitter call this the Legion of Zoom. Oh, I've made it. That's it. Good, good morning, football. That was on. Yeah, that was that was Carl Brand on Good Morning Football this morning, using your nickname, Brad, to describe the Chiefs wide receivers. How do you feel? I don't know how I should say this, but what's going to be longer, a Hall I'm of Fame of speech or your speech now? Yeah. I want to thank. <laughs> yeah, um, I must admit, I, my mind was blown when I was sat at work and somebody linked me linked me that. Um, that clip, I think it was Corey that uh, sent me sent me that clip, and I thought, "Oh my God, this is actually a thing now." Mm-hmm. The um, thing is, he's going to be like sat at work, going, "Guys, listen to this, listen to this," and <laughs> yeah. everyone's just like, "What?" I who, said that. Who are these I people? Said that. Like, what like, are you <laughs> I don't care what they're talking about. They all sound stupid. Let's let's go back to normal things. But like you're implying new football. <laughs> yeah, but you're implying that Brad actually has friends at work now. So, Jesus, uh, wow. Well, you know. <laughs> He, he is the joke ruiner. I can buy my own friends now, can't I? You can, you can. Have you my told fame your, and fortune? How many times have you mentioned it to your wife since you've been home from work? Um, I haven't actually, because if I mention anything like that, it's like it just shuts off. You know, when you're like watching the football yourself and you just shut off from the whole entire world. Um, okay. Yeah, my wife does the same. Thing. Sorry, Whenever what were you I saying, Brad? I, I just, I just <laughs> shut off for a second. <laughs> what were you saying, Brad? If you didn't understand, Dave was actually. Pretending to do what your wife actually does—that yes. was the joke that he was going yeah, for yeah, there. Yeah. In case you did, in case you see, he explained the joke, Brad. Do you see how much less funny it is? I don't even know how I said that, but I said it weird. But do you know how much less funny that is when can he we, explains it? Can we get on onto like how good I look and how good I feel at the minute? How good you look? That's yes, a very short conversation. <laughs> now, isn't it? Yes, it is a big deal for me, and uh, I'm I'm over the moon that it is being accepted and mentioned on Good Morning Football. Well, congrats, Brad. To be fair, Good Morning Football does have the biggest Mahomes fanboy in Peter Schrager, so I think we're in luck there as well, to be be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy about that. But anyway, let's get on to more important things. Um, Did you guys watch the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony? Uh, No. No um, clips. No, so I, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen like Tony G and Ed Reed being inducted, and and that's it. Yeah, because that thing is way too long. It is a bit long. way too long. Yeah, I tried getting through Tony Gonzalez's um, whole speech, and I got about twenty minutes into it, and he was still thanking people. It's <laughs> like if the Oscars were even longer than they already are. <laughs> 
and yet it had a load of people on it that nobody knows at the same time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Robinson's was pretty good. He did a pre-recorded one. And that's probably the way that they should probably do it, really. Um, he, he unveiled the bust and then just they played a, a video. I just think... passed his bedtime. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably that, yeah. I just, I just yeah. think it's one of those. They should just show, like, a short clip. Like, have the unveil the bust, give them the jacket, let them say a few quick thank yous, and that be that. Yeah. Have, like, a separate event, either, like, the night before... Or whatever, or the night after, where they have like a sit down, like you know, ticketed event. People mm-hmm. can come have dinner, and people can do that. You know, the whole listen to stories from players and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and just speed up the actual induction ceremony so that mm-hmm. people don't fall asleep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, we did actually have a question because this is actually a mailbag show that we're doing this time. Um, but we did actually have a question that suits this because we're talking about the Hall of Fame. But uh, Nita Davis has mentioned that uh, they uh, they told us this weekend that um, that they attended obviously the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. That this time it was way down in numbers because none of the inductees has or had a national following. Um, so I mean, I don't necessarily agree that, with that. I was going to say, I mean, Ed, like you say, Ed Reed. You was got there, Tony G and Ed Reed there. Two years like, yeah, the bigger names in recent years, I would yeah. have thought. Like Gil Brandt as well, he's like highly respected. Yeah, you know, as um, well. I say, I just think it, honestly, it's the length of the. You, you could know, be right. The you actual could... induction ceremony itself, it's just so long and so drawn out. It just, you just need to speed it up a little bit yeah. and liven it up a little bit especially you, you when know. you do it over a free day so you've got the game on the Thursday they get the jackets on the Friday then they have their speeches in the bus on the Saturday it doesn't need to be a free day event or if it is the, the, all the events need to be a bit shorter mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I say you, you could combine the jacket and the bus mm-hmm. and do a little speech have that in one show speed it up and then have the game on a separate night with maybe like a you know sort of sit downy thing before that yeah. or after that or whatever you want to do but yeah it just feels like this they could speed that up a little bit yeah uh tony gonzalez referred to it in his beginning of his speech basically saying it, um, it looks as though it was thinning out at the back of the, the back of the hall where he was doing the <laughs> speech um so yeah i mean he was on towards the end so yeah you might be right people probably thought it was a long day had enough and just wanted to get especially off if they've seen like the person that they want to see getting yeah inducted like you know there's probably fans of certain teams that yeah. I mean it's a bit of a weird one because Tony G's probably what the greatest of all time at his position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so you would think he's one that people stick around for but then again it just shows how I think that it is too long if people won't even stick around to watch Tony G get inducted mm-hmm. well it does lead us on to our first question that obviously when I was reading out Nita's uh, mention there her comment there she's put on at the bottom other than Mahomes, are there other any other Chiefs that uh, could be inducted into the Hall of Fame that we feel that, that could be in the future? Uh, so are we going with former players, current players, or former Chiefs? Former Chiefs. Mm. Okay. Um, who do you Charles, think will be inducted in the future? Jamal maybe, Charles, good shout. Yeah. Maybe, not a guarantee. Just because he missed time, the longevity's not there, like necessarily as some of the guys that are in the Hall. But he is the all-time leader in yards per carry. Yeah, 
um, and you know has some crazy ridiculous games thrown in there you know mm. the four touchdowns against the Raiders receiving touchdowns the 259 yard game against the Broncos um, the crazy long touchdown against the Saints there's yeah. you know there's a few and you know just some of the other runs like he made highlight plays and combine that with his yards per carry average I think that might be enough just to just to squeeze yeah. in it's just a shame he played on so many bad teams. That's, yeah, that's gonna that is gonna go against him because he obviously he never played in a, a winning playoff game. He um, didn't play on many winning teams. He was the backbone of the Chiefs' entire team for a little while. He did carry them um, completely on his back, but even then, those teams weren't especially great. So I think that will go against him. Um, a Chief, I think, is destined to be in the Hall next year um, due to the fact that they have are toying with the uh, possibility of increasing the amount of um, inductees next year because it's the 100th se- uh, season of the NFL and it'll be the 100th induction oh, or right. something. So they've, they've toying with the idea of increasing it to 20 inductees next year, which is obviously a lot more than normal, and increasing the amount of seniors that they put in from 2 to 10 for next year. And this is a great idea for me because it means they can clear the backlog because they've got so many guys on the senior list that people feel that should be in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and if they can increase it for one year that's an extra eight guys they get to go in and that's when I think the, the Hall will put Otis Taylor in there because Otis Taylor one of the greatest wide receivers of um, the early AFL NFL days mm. and I think he it deserves a spot in there he's, he's obviously the Chiefs he? yeah. he's long overdue and I think he will probably be in next year right okay well yeah completely agree with you Otis Taylor and I would say Jamal Charles I'm a big Jamal Charles mm. fan by anyway but as for current Chiefs I think Kelsey's probably Kelsey's probably the next one we've got on current Chiefs now Kelsey mm. or Mitchell Swartz yeah. I would have thought probably I think Swartz is uh, a shoe in see it'll be interesting whether the off the field stuff has any effect mm-hmm. Um you know, if there's nothing else happens between now and the end of his career, and he carries on his current trajectory, then I'd say there's no way he doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. But I'd still feel probably a bit fifty-fifty right now with regards to Hill. And I think because the league is so heavy at wide receiver at the moment, you've got so many guys in there that at the top you could probably name about eleven, twelve top wide receivers. Tyreek Hill's going to have to find a way to separate him from the rest of them obviously he's got his special teams plays that he can lean on but I think he's going to have to lead the Chiefs to a, a couple of Super Bowl wins or or three rather to stand a chance of getting there because at the moment um, you could tie him in with the likes of I don't know OBJ then Devontae Adams all these guys that are great wide receivers but none of them actually separate themselves at the very top so unless he manages a way finds a way to do that I don't think he's going to get in yeah okay um Next question is from Ben Green. Um, Tano Passanio is seeing some rotation with the with the ones in practice. Is this a case of Spags thinking surely we can use his athletic gift some way, shape, or form, and just throwing him in there to have a look, or do you think he actually has a shot of getting more playing time this year? Well, if you follow Chiefs Camp on social media, then everyone is really high on. 
Tano Passignac mm. this year. Been really, really high on him. But then I went back and had a look at tweets and stories from last year's camp, and everyone was really high on him last year as well. Right. And he played a bit part role, if that. In Maybe Bob everyone's just really high. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's not Denver. I... I think the Chiefs are going to carry a lot of defensive linemen because the, the defense is so bad on the back end and everywhere else. I, I think that the Chiefs' strength is in the D-line and the rotation of that D-line, so they're going to try and take as many guys as possible. So I think Passanio makes the roster. Um, in what position and what where on the depth chart, I'm not too sure because you'd probably say that Okafor and uh, Frank Clark are your guys and then you've got a few guys behind them as well. So he might be the second string at the end. He might be third string at the end. But I, I do think he makes the roster. He's an intri- he's an intriguing prospect, isn't he? He's he's mm. huge. He's extremely long. Um, don't say anything rude, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> do not know what you're talking about. I had nothing but... But he also fits the scheme, though, doesn't he? He was a 4-3 end in college. Yeah. So that, that helps him out straight away. Exactly. I, I like I said I I like I like Passignol. I've always liked him, but um, I hope I hope this time he gets his chance. I really do, uh, and especially with the recent injuries with uh, is it Okafor and Ogba, mm-hmm. uh, he might get might see more reps. So yeah, probably we'll have get, a good look at him. Won't we? We're definitely going to get a good look at him this weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, Connor Kelly's asking a question. Uh, a lot is being written about wide receiver depth and who will make the cut but very little is being said about our shallowness at the tight end position behind Kelsey. Is there any movement likely there, or will we enter the season without a clear number two injury insurance? Dave? I think we'll stick where we are. You think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's Bell, isn't it? Is it Blake Bell who's our current number two? Uh, No, I think um, Yelder was released as the number two tight end on the... On the depth chart that was released yesterday, yeah. Mm. Uh, Although a lot of people thought Bell would be number two. Um, But it seems like those two are sort of seem like the favourites to take the two and three spots on on the roster. Mm -hmm. Because I think we will carry three guys. It's what we usually do. Um, You know, obviously I think with a guy like, is it Lovett, can potentially be practice squad uh, candidate if they they want to keep him around so yeah I think those two look like the the guys that are sort of going to stick around and I say with the weapons you have at wide receiver I think that it becomes less of a pressing need yeah. tight end now mm-hmm. I think you'll see Reed spread teams out a lot more this year going for you'll see a lot more sort of um, you know I guess four receiver sets even though you probably include Kelsey as one of those four receivers but you know spread out four wide um, and you know attack teams with speed Um, so yeah I don't think it's as necessarily a a bigger deal as it might have been previously so this is where I see the Chiefs only taking two uh, two tight ends going into the season for the exact reason you just mentioned the wide receivers and I do feel like Reed is going to do exactly what you said and trying to use his wide receivers as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you have an extra tight end, you need to 
take away from a position or it's a position you're not going to give to another. So I think the Chiefs will probably want to carry four backs and make possibly seven wide receivers. And if you're going to carry seven wide receivers, something needs to be I taken can't elsewhere. See, I can't see us carrying seven wide receivers. That's but the, this, the group's so much deeper than it is tight end. There's so much yeah, more quality you've got, you've in the got wide got receiver group squad. than there is. You've got practice squad candidates there. It's not like, you know, a, a guy can't go... You know, on the practice squad, um, I just think, you know, I don't think the Chiefs would want to short short themselves yeah. in a position where if one of the the two guys went down, mm-hmm. they're relying on one tight end. I don't see Reed doing that, especially because he likes to use his two tight end sets. He'll yeah. still like to use his two tight end sets, and I can't see him rolling in to a season with only two tight ends. Reed is in this unusual position of having really talented wide receiver core though at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah. So he could, like you say, he could be tempted to take yeah, a, little but mo- I, a little more. The thing is, like, I can see him potentially with the guys they've got on the offensive line. You know, you've got Irving, who's the swing tackle from the mm. looks of things. Um, you've got a guy like Allegretti that can play two positions. I could potentially see them going one shorter on the O line because, as I say, you've got practice squad candidates who can be pulled up from mm-hmm. the practice squad on the O-line if needs be um, potentially to take one one less guy there and, and keep keep the other guys um, but it will be interesting to see um, how, how they sort of do it um, and yeah I think obviously with you know running a 4-3 this year you've obviously you're not going to carry as many linebackers maybe a couple of you know an extra D lineman but Again, we've got guys there that can play multiple positions. You mm-hmm. know, the flight speaks. They've played outside and, and inside um, and a couple of others. So, yeah, I just think with the flexibility we have elsewhere, I, I don't think they'll look to make sacrifices at tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other question we've got is from Sam. His Twitter handle is at Wichita Chief Sam. This is for Tom, actually. Uh what would you prefer right now? Trying to see if we can play three natural cornerbacks, Fuller, Breland, Ward, and another, and two natural safeties to start, or testing out one of those two safeties at cornerback, uh, having Matthew and Thornhill both have good experience um, at corner, and Matthew mm-hmm. especially did did well in that area, apparently. Um, and possibly slotting no in chance. Armani Watts, Daniel Sorensen, or Jordan Lucas into the second safety. I think it's funny that you got me to answer this question considering Dave is the veteran safety for the Manchester Titans. But um, I'll give you my opinion on it anyway. Dave will give his um, expert opinion in a minute once you've trashed all over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you my opinion anyway. Um, no, I don't think it's a viable option. Um, the strength for this team is going to be in its safety play on the back end um, with Juwan. Thornhill, he's corrected Juan, everyone. Juan. He's, he's he's come out and corrected everyone on Twitter and said That's his name his name is Juan. Juan is it? Not, yeah, not Juan. And um, so it's Juan. I can't do anything with Juan though, can we? Yeah, no, you can't. So it's Juan Thornhill. Juan um, be my guy. <laughs> oh my god, that's going to be my fantasy name. Uh, <laughs> fantasy football, Brad. Um, yeah, and yeah, also the name he uses on a Saturday night when he we, goes out. Juan. Uh, 
Anyways, back, yeah, go on. <laughs> back to, jo- to Joanne. <laughs> yeah, so Thornhill and Matthew will be the guys at safety. And I think they know they've got an excellent pair in there and they won't want to break that up. Yes, Matthew has played in the slot corner before, but he's played everywhere on the defence, it, it seems. Um, but that's not his strength. You want him playing um, in in and around the box as safety and let Thornhill uh, patrol the back end. And then... With with corner, yes, we are in a bit of a hole. Kendall Fuller hasn't had the best of camps. Chavez Ward's been okay, same with Breland. But I would much rather keep Matthew and Fawnhill in their correct positions and let them be the strength and then try to cover for the other holes, not necessarily tr- make safety weaker and not make corner that much stronger by putting in a guy that's meant to be a safety in a slot corner. Right. We'll get ex- uh, the expert opinion now off, Dave. I'm um, in an agree- agreement. With, oh, yeah. with Tom on that wow. yeah I mean you don't make a strength a weakness just to make a weakness a sort of less of a weakness mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me um, you know Matthew was brought in to be starting at safety and um, be that sort of leader on on defence um, and I say I think Jawan um <laughs> As as supposedly impressed quite a few people at camp and um, yeah I think well especially when you compare to last year I think that centre field safety role was probably our weak point mm-hmm. the majority of the season you know I think certainly was some bad corner play from a specific cornerback who shan't be named or you know yeah. Orlando Scandrick um, oh god yeah but. I think the corners were not helped a lot of the time last year by the poor safety play. Mm. And I think what people have got to remember as well about Chiefs camp is the Chiefs cornerbacks are going up against the Chiefs wide receivers. Like, they would make probably most teams' cornerbacks look like they're having a bad camp, I would imagine. Like, that is a tough assignment. That's not, you know, uh, for anybody. Um, And... I say I don't, I don't to put too much stock into it for veteran guys. That's my thing. Like, I, for me, camps more of a guys on the bubble, rookies. You want to see them, you know, show you something. But I never put too much stock into. Okay, veterans not look too sharp. I, you know, come the season, if you're having those problems, then you start talking about it. I don't worry about that kind of stuff too much because those guys have been around for a while now they know what's expected of them and they know where they need to be come week one of the season you know that they're not worried about the preseason game mm-hmm. the guys on a bubble the rookies this is their chance to show what they've got and yeah. get, you know put their names forward and it's like the vets look at preseason like an annoyance more than anything else it's a you know get back in shape and obviously get back up to speed, but I don't think I, you know, they put too much stock into performances right now. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Daniel Sorensen stay on this roster, Tom? Is that yeah, what yeah, I do. Yeah, um, coaches love oh, him. Change, change, change from a Pre- couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, I do. Um, it seems coaches just love him, and big special teams guy. Big Dave special- Taub loves that guy, and once Dave Taub, you know. Loves a guy, I think Reed listens and finds a way to to keep keep them. I think mm-hmm. there's a few guys there 
that have been kept around. You know, and the thing is, he's not a terrible defensive player either when he's not asked to Do play too much. every down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You combine that with his special teams play, and that what that's what keeps him on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going on to the running backs now. Um, should Dave have this one? <laughs> yeah, let's get out Dave with this one. Okay. Um, what level of concern? Tell what, no, no, tell what, Brad. What? Why don't you have this one? I may have this one. All right, okay. Because you know which one's coming, don't you? Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Corey Jones has asked, what level of concern should we have with Darwin Thompson being placed fourth on the depth chart? Uh... Zilch. (laughs) No, I'm not concerned. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm not concerned on it because I think it is... His rookie time, his rookie season, and he's just gonna have it's to. It's rookie time. It's rookie time. He's gonna have to wait his turn. Uh, Carlos Hyde's clearly not gonna move out of the way, and it, as soon as Damien Williams comes back from injury, he's he's been mm-hmm. actually been said that he's gonna be the uh, the RB one, isn't he? By mm-hmm. uh, enemy So yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I think he's just gonna bide his time, and hopefully he'll break in and get that number three spot. Um, He'll be on the roster. Even yeah. if they're, they're going yeah, to take, yeah. take four, they're taking four. They're taking four. They're going to take the four. They're going to take Sherman as well. They're going to carry the, the five in total. Darwin Thompson is going to be absolutely fine, and Andy Reid will find a way to get him on the field Did- and manufacture touches for him, and then let his quickness and his small size and frame do do the do yeah. the work. Yeah. I you- look at it purely from the perspective of because he's not an every down guy. That's where why he's in the position that mm. he's in at the minute, mm-hmm. um, and probably you know it, I'd say I I never look at the depth chart position for a guy like that because it's kind of irrelevant. They're situational kind of players. There's not he's not a three down running back in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I say it's you know they'll find a role for him, and you know try and take advantage of his skill set. But yeah. Like I say, I just don't think depth chart position is important for a guy like that. Go Did and you... have a look and see how Darren Sproles has been used in the past, Brad. Yeah. Because um, that's potentially how you might see Darwin Thompson being so used. That's how he'll look, man. Potentially, yeah. So, did, did, did you see uh, Darren Lee smash through him at uh, I did, training yeah. camp? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think. <laughs> proper went um, him, didn't he? Pass pro. Uh, a good comparison for him might be Tariq Cohen. Oh yeah, very true. Chicago, very true. Uh, in a similar kind of role, yeah. uh, where early on Cohen didn't really get used much his his first year. It wasn't until you know he had a couple of big returns and a couple of like big plays, but his his usage was quite low. And it wasn't until sort of late in the season that he sort of forced his way more into it. And I can see the same happening with Thompson this year. Yeah. Uh, the next question we have is from Anders Serup, which is his Twitter handle is at all Chiefs DK. If you could trade for three players right now, who would it be? Compensation and contract aside. Um, um Chris Harris, Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson. Really? Yeah. Uh Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yes, Brad. Uh, he's He's really? insanely good. Yeah. Um yeah. I'd probably go Denzel Ward, JJ Watt. Ooh. And You can copy me, Dave. You can say one and the same. <laughs> uh Avery Williamson. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, okay. There's my three. There's your three. I would go. Um, I would go with Tom on that. Patrick Peterson. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who Avery Williamson is. That could be like a fake name for all could I know. Be they could be checking in to check, test us. <laughs> Smith Smithston. A- Avery yeah. Williamson is actually just a Northern folk singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. Yeah, he's a linebacker for the Jets. Okay, but... cool. Yeah, didn't have a clue. Not going to lie. <laughs> Um, oh, Jamal Adams. No, we've got two good Jamal safeties. Adams. Yeah, I like him. No, we've got two good safeties. No, I'm sticking with my three. My Do you three know what? Corners. I was actually going to go over the safety, but um, yeah, as soon as you're saying that, no, we've got actually got some good safeties. So I'd probably go with Joey Borsa as well. Nice. Joey Borsa, just to sure up that, that uh, left side pass rush. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need to pass, like, generate that much pass rush because if you had the three corners I had, it'd just be coverage sacks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Peterson definitely on the list. Yeah, where's Pat? Hashtag where's Pat? Yeah, exactly. Um, hashtag unfinished business. Uh, right, we got some. Uh, oh God, we got some funny ones here. Who's this? Uh, David eighty nine double O. His Twitter handle is at Dave fifty Web. How much of a smug asshole is Brit Chief being now that Legion of Zoom is making it into right? The we're not bringing media. this. We don't need to bring this up again. All right, <laughs> Let, we've talked about it. <laughs> Let's move on. He's also said, I mean, he is even bearable to... It, no, is he we've even moved bearable on. to be around? We've moved on. All right, we'll we've move moved on. on. That. So you, you agree with him? I'm a no, we've moved off. <laughs> we've moved on. <laughs> You've had enough airtime, Brad. <laughs> we even let you answer a question tonight. Come on. Yeah, I know. We played the video clip. <laughs> let it go. Just leave it now. Just forget yeah. about it. Until Mitch... Mitch Halter says Just it. stop. Shut up. <laughs> stop. Uh, Timothy Rowley's asked for... We fact- will replace you, know you with Ryan Tracy. That's inevitable anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> that's inevitable anyway. I know, you, I know you've already made the call, Dave. Um, <laughs> we've actually got a fantasy football question here. And I know... Oh, wow. I know what? Okay. Which, which kind of fantasy football? Are we talking like... Joanne? Or <laughs> yeah, jo- <laughs> Joanne. Or, you know... Uh, Who's going to top score in the Premier League this year? Well, I've got a bit of a, a bit of a dilemma on this, but I'll get to it in a minute once I've answered, once I've asked uh, Timothy Rowley's question. Uh, Timothy Rowley's asked: In terms of fantasy football, who's the ones to watch? Who's the sleepers this year, and who to avoid? Okay, I'll take the one to watch. You take the sleeper, and De- Brad will t- Dave will take the one to watch. Okay. Wait, sorry, say that again. Say that again. Who's doing I'll the ta- avoid? I'll take the. What was it again? I've forgotten. You said one to watch twice. That's why I okay, got confused. I'll, I'll take the one to watch. So there's yeah. one to take, watch. Who's the sleeper? You'll take that. Yeah. And who yeah, and who the, to avoid? Ness Daves. Is this league-wide or for the Chiefs? I would say league-wide. No, Chiefs. Should we do, le- Chiefs Should we do league-wide, league-wide and Chiefs? Okay. okay. Yeah, let's do okay. that. Let's do start with Chiefs first. Then. Well, it's not one to... Okay, one to watch on the Chiefs. Um... I'm taking this is the one you need to take if yeah. he if he's available. Um, Travis Kelsey, hundred percent. What round? Uh, top of second, early third. Yeah. You think he's going to last that long? I've, he goes pretty early. PPR. Kelsey. Yeah, in PPR. And, I, and there's no Gronk this year. He's. Yeah. I've seen him go in the first round of some drafts in PPR. May, yeah, maybe. Um, obviously, it doesn't help that the running back position has been so like uh, screwed up recently. Yeah. Recently that. There is only a few guys at the top of the, yeah. the running back, like, like four Christian, guys, five Christian, guys, maybe. Christian McCaffrey and Bell, and a few select others. But um, I, Kamara, yeah, Zeke, Kelsey. Barkley. I normally yeah, go for Kelsey the five, in the third. That's, the that's my strategy normally. Yeah, I think if he's there in the second, you take him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
Wow, I might have to open, the, open my strategy this time. Okay, um, sleeper, sleeper. Um, I'm going to say Darwin Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But I wouldn't actually select him in the draft. I would wait uh, at the end, and then I would probably put him in with a you know one of your one of your worst picks or something like that, and just okay. just sneak him in there so that nobody's going to know about him. So just okay. just put him in at the end after the draft. And then what? I hope that he somehow you you put him in the you know lineup the one week he does well. <laughs> I I did it with Kareem Hunt, believe it or not, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so I'm hoping this is the similar thing. So hopefully that works. So um so yeah, who's the one to uh, avoid, Dave? The one to avoid on the Chiefs in Chiefs fantasy football. No one. There isn't anyone. Take your pick. Take your pick. Pick anyone. I was going to say. No, but seriously, I would say the one to avoid is probably Miko Hardman. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people buy high on him um, because they see him coming into this offense and think yeah. he'll put up crazy numbers. But now Hill's there, um, you know, and not missing any time. Uh, I think he'll get broken in slowly. And it's like, I say, if you're doing a fantasy draft where you're drafting just for this season, mm. um, yeah, I don't think he's worth much more than a, a late round pick. Um, you know, last couple of rounds, if he's you know hanging around, because I just think don't think there's there's too many guys that are going to get looks that he'll yeah. get mm-hmm. any crazy numbers this year. I think you're right um, because people are going to pick Hill and Watkins. Well, you've got Hill, time. Kelsey, Watkins who are going to get their looks. You know, Demarcus Robinson's going to eat into. Um, Hardman's looks early on at least so yeah I say I think for keeper leagues mm-hmm. by all means you know but um, yeah in sort of you know season you know regular leagues I, I think yeah people need to temper their expectations for Hardman a bit mm-hmm. okay uh, should we do league wide okay we'll, we'll quickly run through this my one is going to be Devante Adams yeah, that guy is going to have one hell of a year. And if not Devontae Adams, then definitely take Christian McCaffrey if you've got the number one pick because Cam Newton is coming back from an injury they're going to throw short all the time and he is going to clean up this year. Yeah? Can I do yeah. the avoid on this one? You go uh, for yeah, you can do, can yeah. Do the avoid, thank you. So, Dave... Uh, <laughs> you do the avoid. Should I do the avoid first? Yeah, you do your avoid because con- I need to rethink. We should have planned this before we actually... Uh, yeah. we, do, we don't plan shows, <laughs> Tom. Come on, Dave. Um, Wing it. Wing it, yeah, wing it. Um, I'm I'm going for a controversial one. I'm going to say avoid Baker Mayfield. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Tom's like, oh my god, I can I see just, you putting your hand in your face, mate. I just don't get your hatred for Baker Mayfield. I just, I, no, I can just see, I can just see all this hype going on, and he's you're got just, all these weapons and all this la da 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 da, and he's just going to throw interceptions. Star. He's going to throw interceptions. You, you just say stuff, so when it eventually comes true, you can go, ha ha, I told you so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, basically, if you throw you've enough shit, little, something's got to stick. Exactly, right? got to have exactly. a little bit of controversy in there. And I think Baker Baker Mayfield's got all this. Everything's but, going right for him in the off season at the minute. And I just. But think, did you actually watch a Browns game last year when he was playing? Yeah, I know you, like, they were a different team. He is really, really freaking good. <laughs> like, I was, still think there'll be mistakes. I, I think, think a lot of people. Ton of mistakes. I did, but yeah, to say he's going to be. Uh, I guess it depends on where your expectations are. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Like he's not gonna come in and have a Mahomes type season. No, I don't think because literally three quarterbacks in the history of the league have ever done that. But you can't use Mahomes as the standard to hold everyone else against. Yeah, it's just impossible. Exactly. You can't do it. Um, and I say I I do think obviously he's he threw twenty seven touchdowns in 
what was it, 11 games? Something like that. 12 games, maybe. Um, So, what, he probably would have been on pace for sort of 37, 38 touchdowns um, if he'd have played the full season. So, yeah, he, he's a very good young quarterback. And I think, yeah, don't go in expecting him to be a top-tier QB1, but I'd certainly think he's at the bottom end of the QB1 sort of conversation with the potential to sort of rise up I think as, people as probably, the season goes on. People probably get sucked into that and probably pick him quite high up, actually. I think it's one of those, like, if you've got a good backup behind him, because yeah. there'll, I think, inevitably be weeks and maybe matchups where he might struggle. Mm. Um, but I think he's certainly someone that will have his his big games as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, go on then, Dave. What's your... Uh, sleeper. Your sleeper. I'm not sure how much of a sleeper he is, but he's kind of a sleeper. Uh, David Montgomery, okay. running back for the Chicago yeah. Bears. Ah. That guy is going to have a big year. He is, you know, he's not going to be Barkley yeah. uh, because nobody's Saquon Barkley, but he's going to be the number one running back out of this year's rookie class. Mm. And in that Chicago offense where they will try and protect Trubisky and not ask him to do too much mm-hmm. I think this guy could have a big year and I would advocate taking him in the top three rounds yes. offensive rookie of the year yes hands down nice. my favourite for offensive rookie of the year I'll tip for a sleeper there nice, nice. one okay. nice. Um, <laughs> this, is, this next question actually linked with something that Tom had uh, contacted me and Dave about in uh, during the week. I think it was actually over the weekend, actually. Uh, Scott Noonan's asked, any of you have any tips on how to convince <laughs> the better half that we need a holiday to Miami early February? Well, Scotty boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing some digging, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually had... Uh, a bit of spare time, you know. It's unlike me to have spare time. Yeah, uh, no, he, he's worked so hard, <laughs> does Tom. He works so hard. Um, I had a bit of spare time this weekend and decided to check out flight prices for uh, London to Miami. As you do. Um, around Going to Miami. Exactly. Good Big Willie style. Good album, by the way. Yeah, um, great album. Really, um, I, I once, have actually got that album. I once... Uh, when when inebriated at a wedding once, I once uh, stole a microphone from the DJ, got him to put getting jiggy with it on and wrap the whole thing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> one of the low points of my life, I'm not going to lie. Anyway, I'd, I'd well. class that as a high point. No, trust me, it <laughs> really wasn't. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, this um, these flights, £285 at the moment return. You can get flights from London to Miami. That's the Friday to the yet. Tuesday. I haven't. You've got your must have. £285 to Miami so, and back. I can't even get to London for that. Well, exactly. Well, it's cheaper to fly to America these days. Um, so, yeah, £285. It's almost worth a punt, isn't it? For it that is price. actually, yeah. Because I was very tempted, I must if admit. You, if you wait until to see if they actually make it, you're probably looking at three, four times that amount. And... I'm just sitting there thinking, shall I do it? And this is one of the Super Bowls where you will be able to convince your Mrs. Scott to come with you because it's in Miami. Like last year, I was going to go to the Super Bowl if they made it. I was going to go to Atlanta. But my girlfriend had no interest in coming along to Atlanta because what's in Atlanta? Where Miami, Florida, that's a different kettle of fish. You can certainly convince your Mrs. to go to uh, Miami with you, Scott. Just so that's the way you do it. Cheap flights and Miami. All you got to say, Tom, is... It's it's Tom Child's stag do. 
<laughs> That's all you've got to say. I can't. I can't let the lads down, love. It's always Tom Child stag. Exactly. Yeah, we're going to use that a lot. Really? Yeah, Tom Child stag do. Didn't he get married last year? No, no, not been not happened yet. <laughs> He's having another stag do. Different, br- different bride. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last question we've got is from Neil Swift. Any news on the venue for week one? Not yet, Neil. Not, not yet, yet, Neil. It's coming. Um, yeah. We know it's going to be in London. We definitely haven't got any worries about that. We've got multiple venues to choose from. I'm just waiting out to hear from the last two people in regards to which one. Obviously, if all else fails, we will go back to the Hippodrome Casino because the Hippodrome Casino has been great to us in the past. But we wanted to see if we can try something new. Um, so we're just waiting on two venues. I think we'll probably know probably two weeks before the meet. But it's going to be central London. There's no worries about that. We're not going to venture out... F- too far from there if at all so yeah central london book your hotels but your your train tickets whatever the meetup is 100 percent happening and as soon as we've got a concrete venue i will let you all know via this podcast and very very so varied social media yeah. shall we say well newcastle's the big one anyway so you just it is just just spend your money on that exactly that's exactly what you're gonna do. Um, right I think that's all the questions unless did you send me one just recently Tom that was a late I one. did one there was a late one it just, just snuck in just as snuck we were snuck in yeah you know like um, a home alone when they're just about to close the gate at the airport <laughs> just, <laughs> just let, let one but the opposite me. happens instead <laughs> but yeah so we've got one more question yeah okay uh, Craig Potter's asked what is the easiest game this year and which is the hardest and why there are no easy games in the NFL, Brad. <laughs> Nineteen and all, my friend. Um, but probably the Raiders at home because they'll suck again. Yeah, the Raiders <laughs> at home because we always beat the Raiders at home. Yeah. And the hardest game, I'm gonna say the Bears, Bears. in yes. Week 16. That is a toughie. Not the yeah. Patriots. No, the Bears in Chicago that time yeah. of year is gonna be fun. It's gonna be really gonna be fun. cold. Um, I've, I'm. I'm Pinpointing is the game the Chiefs concealed the AFC number one seed, mm-hmm. but um, Andy Reid versus Matt Nagy, Master versus Apprentice. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm prime time. One, prime yeah. time. I think that's going to be the tough game. That's going to be the one I'm probably most looking forward to as well. Actually, didn't you say the easiest game could probably be Mahomes in the dome? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Mahomes. Yeah. In, yeah, Mahomes in a dome. We haven't seen that yet during the regular season. So yeah, Mahomes in Detroit, but they've got a good defensive line. I haven't got a lot else though. Yeah, no, yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, Detroit in week four. That's going to be the easiest game. The easiest one. Oh, right. Very good. Right. Oh, well, that's been fun, lads. I've enjoyed that. Well, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but yeah, it was was okay. (laughs) God, honestly, you strive for perfection too much, my friend. (laughs) Jesus, right. Um, Actually, before we go, I just want to mention another news. Um, Raiders. We've been checking all the other things on, uh, you know, the AFC West rivals and things. Uh, apparently, Antonio Brown is not in training as he's got he's seeing a foot specialist. Have you seen that picture? Oh my God, his feet look like they're about to Horrible. fall off. Yeah, grim. Um, what's, the, what's that they, stuff in in Game of Thrones which uh, Maura Jorman had? Um, who? Sorry, whatever his name is, Maura Jorman. Maura Jorman. You mean the Rock Jorah Mormon? Jorah Mormon. That's um, his name. Yeah. Yeah. He had grayscale. That's grayscale. it. Grayscale. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. what Antonio Brown looks like. He's got on his feet. Yeah. Oh God, it's horrible. Uh, so, and the so other, it's day. actually Jorah Mormon, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Maura Jorman. And the other news. Joanne. 
Chormorven. And the other news from Broncos training camp is that Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver, and Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, uh, have actually been throwing hands at each other, uh, which got very heated, and the teammates had to step in to break them apart. Emmanuel Sanders I, is a dick. Yeah, I get the impression that Emmanuel Sanders is a bit of a dick. So, yeah, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, to meeting the Broncos this year. <laughs> right, okay, lads. I think that's all we've got time for. Uh, so thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the show, and I'm sure we'll do another bit mailbag one eventually, but we will be doing two shows a week because pre-season is now here this weekend, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so... From one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.